when I mention Ben Carroll to some, they know him as the longtime lead guitarist of the band Raw. To others, they know him as a sound healer, using his musicianship and his understanding of sound, frequency, and vibration. But no matter what realm you know him from, he is world-renowned in either. I'm lucky to call him friend. Ben and I sat down and took a deep dive on talking uh, about what sound can create with making amazing headspaces to focus and what sound can do to heal people and how amazing it is to connect with so many people through these sound healings. You know, he is integral to helping those both neurodivergent and neurotypical, helping them dive into therapeutic relaxation, expanding their consciousness, and gaining clarity, uh, and just spiritually growing. So be sure to visit his website. Uh, it's in the description below, soundheals.us. Now, my conversation with Ben Carroll. Before we get into the episode, some housekeeping. Got to have some housekeeping. Head over to navigatingneurodivergence.org for some goodies. There's going to be links there to purchase my book, Tools for Navigating Neurodivergence, clips and links from all my guests recently. Uh, also, you can get a free copy of Condensed Tools for Navigating Neurodivergence there. And, you know, one of my favorite things, you can uh, join the Tools for Navigating Neurodivergence support group on Facebook. It's easy. It's really, it's not that hard to do. But please do come and join us. Um, lots of good stuff there. Uh, also, there's going to be links to all my social media, all the different blogs, videos, and all, just in case you need to get in contact with me and get a hold of me, whatever. And, uh, and if you want more content, that's the way to go. But uh, that is our little housekeeping. Just head over to navigatingneurodivergence.org. Today on the podcast, I have Ben Carroll. Ben, you are an amazing friend that I just got to know. And a lot of people out there know you from two parts of the world. They either know you in this wonderful sound healing journey, or they know you from this wonderful world of music that you did with Ra. What do you have to say is, I would say, um, your favorite story to tell about yourself of how you got to where you are right now? My favorite story about how I got to where I am right now, um, I can sum it up in one word. Oops. <laughs> yeah um you know that's a recurring theme in our lives um that's 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 what happened with the book that i wrote i literally that was an oops i didn't want to write a book i didn't mean to write a book it happened so you stumbled into sound healing just like happens to <laughs> and yeah, so what Ra went into hiatus in like 2009 or so, and um, I moved up to Maine to just kind of decompress. And 
I, um, you know, for a couple of years, I played around in a different in a different rock band, um, playing around as the singer, just like facing fears because I was, you know, mortified of singing in front of people. Um, and that got old after a couple of years. And I started, I, you know, I started getting into meditation and I started um, studying Reiki and um, getting out to nature a lot and found myself at a, a sound bath one day and heard the crystal singing bowls for the first time ever and was just, you know, instantly captivated and mm. also instantly curious what it would be like to sing with them. Um, and long story short, I, um, I bought one bowl and um, brought it home and started singing with it. So, you know, two weeks later, I had eight more. <laughs> and it just became my own personal practice. I was I started off doing it just for myself, just singing with the bowls every morning, traveling on the sound, and it was really potent. And um, and I was never ever going to do it for anybody else, and that didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the awesome part of it right there is you found something that resonated with you, and you went from that that inward journey of like wow this is this there's something here and it feels amazing so how did you accidentally release it upon the world <laughs> well i i mean i was i was the reason why i was completely uninterested because people were telling me people knew i had the bulls people were telling me i i should be doing sound healing and every <laughs> once in a while i do like your standard sound bath um, i'd get i'd get roped into it show up and just play the bulls mouth shut um didn't say, you know, didn't sing at all. Um, but then, um, and at that point in time, post-Ra, for, for a handful of years, I was making a living uh, teaching guitar online all over the world, which I, I still do a couple days a week. Um, I've been teaching guitar, actually, for 29 years this fall, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but, um, so, at one point, all of my guitar students dried up like over the course of one or two weeks mm. they all dried up so i had zero income <laughs> and i still kept getting offers for sound healing things so i was like all right i'm gonna try this out so i booked i booked three events because um, i knew if i did one and it sucked i would never do it again <laughs> so I, booked, I booked three events and i um and they all went really, really well. I can't remember at this point in time. I can't even remember which one was the first one. Um, I think it was at a yoga studio, but one of them was at at like a uh, a wellness fair. <laughs> and from that event, I got offered a bunch of other events from from all from some of the different vendors that were there, wow. and it literally became what I was doing for a living in a matter of weeks. Wow. I, well, if anyone has experienced any sort of sound bath. Especially hearing the the bowls resonate, it there is some uh, that frequency vibrates to the core of one's being. It's it doesn't matter if you don't believe in metaphysics, you don't believe in science, you don't believe it, if you hear it, you feel it. There's no you can't deny that. Absolutely. And, and that it's what's really mind blowing about them is you just mentioned he's like oh i was at this this fair and or at a yoga studio i don't remember where it was i've noticed it's one of those sounds and it's a frequency that it doesn't matter the room obviously the room can 
amplify it and, and make it better, kind of like any good chorus hall or, or what have you. But even if you're in some shop in the corner someplace, that the sound that it makes, it, it's you feel it. Yeah, I, singing I, bulls. I, yeah. There's there's something really powerful about about singing bulls and um, specifically drones as well. Working with drones has a really powerful way of altering our state of consciousness, and I think that's a big part of what the singing bulls do. Yeah, I, I think anytime, even uh, before my whole ADHD thing that I found out all about any of that, anytime I would hear it and feel it, I would stop what I was doing. Mm. If I was in a store or if I was at a festival and I heard it, I would literally stop. And for me to stop doing what I'm doing and like have that part of my mind just turn off is kind of, um, (laughs) it's a, uh, a treat that I don't normally get. So mm. <laughs> uh, that, I think that that's something that a lot of people need to explore, That, that especially if you haven't felt that type of power before, just with sound. Because it, yeah. and people are like, well, well do you, like, you don't need, you don't need any sort of other influence. You don't need plant medicine, though that increases it tenfold, but you don't need anything but the sound. Like, and you don't even have to be in the right state, I found out, because, like, there's some times where it just pops up and where I'm out and about, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here now. Yeah, it's it's super potent for some people, Um, you know, maybe most people. Um, You know, I've I've run into some people that um, don't like the sound of singing bowls, so they say. Yeah. (laughs) And that could be a lot of singing bowls, when you buy them, are actually you buy a set of singing bowls and they're actually not in tune, so they might not like the dissonance of out-of-tune singing bowls. Well, yeah, I, I could understand that. But, uh, yeah, n- you know, maybe just those specific frequencies irk some people. But most people, it seems to really, really, really sit powerfully for them because it, it does. It, it allows just kind of to sink into a state of relaxation. Just they, they really do have a magical way of just kind of shutting off that part of your brain that just won't leave you alone. Um, and that's the beauty of a sound bath. If you've never been to a sound bath, um, just going and laying down and just being completely enveloped in the sound, as simple as that is, it's it's truly magical. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's almost otherworldly. Especially, there's something that happens in any sort of ceremony, especially if there is if it's a sound bath. But when you close your eyes just taking away the actual uh, use of vision and feeling and hearing the sound and the frequency is um, it is so potent it's it's um, you know I just wanted to go back as you said you know they can be out of tune how how does that how does that happen and how do you tune a, a singing bowl? <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know that comes from being a, a trained musician. Yeah. I went to college for music and all that fun stuff. Years of ear training classes. But singing, you know, I I specifically when I bought my bowls, I specifically bought perfect pitch bowls. So <laughs> it's a perfect C major scale, um, mm-hmm. so to say. I have a lot more than that now, but um, it's a perfect C major scale. All the intervals are spot on, so it's exactly what it should be. But if you if a lot of times with singing bowls, um, if you just buy a set that's not perfect pitch, 
it will be, you know, if it's a C major scale, it'll be C, D, E, F, G, A, B, but it's like not necessarily like mine are all 432 hertz, like A is 432 perfect pitch bowls. But if you buy just like a cheap set, you know, it's, it's a C, but it's somewhere near a C and it's somewhere near a D and somewhere near an E. So yeah. when you play them together, it's a little bit dissonant, which to be honest, doesn't sound unpleasant. The yeah. first time I heard singing bowls, they were not perfect pitch bowls. And I was I was still instantly captivated. I'm just speculating that that could be why some people can't stand it because there's a little bit of dissonance that you're not normally accustomed to. But yeah. as someone that's been working with sound in that way for years, I know that working with dissonance in that way um, can definitely start to get inside your body and shift things on a physical level and an energetic level. But th that dissonance is not a bad thing. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, People are only playing one bowl at a time, anyways. Yeah, so that's, you, you, more, that's more just coming from the the musician. Yeah. Like I went to Berkeley, I know those aren't in tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I um you know I, I grew up just everything was by ear for me. So uh, whatever I learned was everything was by ear, and I'm I definitely not pitch perfect, but I know when things do have that, especially when dissonance does ring through. Um, mm. That is. That's a very powerful, like, vibration because it is, it's almost off-putting. I could see why somebody might think it, like, oh, like, I can't stand the sound of, 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 a, of a singing bowl because it might bring out the dissonance because they might have some sort of auditory response to it. But there is, there's a lot of, just in music in general, when you have a, very dissonant chords you know nine inch nails was great for that always having some dissonant melody like you're like oh this is great and then a note hits and you're like i don't feel good <laughs> <laughs> and like instantly like you could feel like oh that made me feel depressed like i there's something to that note and you're like and you start reading into it you're like oh oh because that's not that's not very natural but it naturally goes with the other notes and it just makes you feel that that's what it does so i i love that even even a uh you know a not in tune a not perfect because I, I have been in uh, a shop where the the cheap singing bowls were you know like they're like 20 30 bucks and you, they're like <laughs> here it is we're, we're doing it and i'll and i'm like you are that's not that doesn't sound right <laughs> there's something you you you're just off but it, like the the actual the resonance of it is always just like uh for me it's soothing it's always soothing yeah so, yeah me too me too but yeah singing bowls go from that cheap to like you can spend thousands of dollars on a singing bowl i do not do that because yeah. i've broken too many to spend thousands of dollars on a bowl. i get like the 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 <laughs> The low end of perfect pitch. Yeah. Like, they're perfect pitch, so they're not cheap, but they're, they're you know. Yeah, well, that's... Way cheaper. Than, yeah. Than those. And I would love to have those bowls, and maybe someday I'll have a set of, like, those, you know, the Moldavite infused... Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, crazy, we, amazing singing bowls. We were in uh, Sedona this year, and I we walked into... There's, you know, there's a crystal shop. Every other store is a crystal shop there. But... <laughs> there was one that had a section of singing bowls and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Signs everywhere. Do not touch. And I was like, 
I'm not going to because I'm that person. And I'm just looking at this like one kid just like sitting there hitting them. I'm like, no, please don't. Because I started looking at the prices and I'm like, oh, these are like five, six. Th-. Like we're getting into like, you know, the 60s Gibson Les Paul territory. <laughs> so I'm oh, like, uh, I'm like uh, these are very beautiful bowls and I could tell like even with the kid not knowing what he's doing and hitting and just hearing the sound coming from it I was like in somebody that has the hand for this the the everything for it because it's not just something that you just go oh yeah I'm gonna do this I mean you started with one and how many bowls do you have now like in your full setup normally when you're streaming or um Fifteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fifteen. Wow, that that's, that's a lot. A, that is a lot, and it's wow. <laughs> because, and like you said, you you aren't just doing one at a at a time. You are using your. It's for somebody you know, like I play the drums. You know, and having four appendage coordination is very important. But that's a different type of coordination. Like, because it's a feeling, because you got to feel it. Absolutely. <laughs> and you also need to know, like, where and how high on the bowl to get the resonant frequencies that you need to. Because I, I've seen people go too low on it, and it just sounds like they're scraping. <laughs> they're not making any noises. It just sounds like literal scraping. And I'm like, well, this is, it's a lot more intricate than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get a feel for it. It's like any instrument. You know, when you first pick up a guitar, which was my my main instrument, I was going to say first instrument, but I technically took piano lessons as a kid. Mm. Um, the guitar is pretty damn awkward. Yes. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if we can swear on the podcast. I was going to say something you, else. Yeah, no, you can. It's... it's... <laughs> The guitar is, is not a comfortable instrument when you first start playing it. No. You sit with it a little while and it starts to get really comfortable. The singing bowl is significantly easier than a guitar. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's a few things that help you play it correctly. Just making sure that you're, you're hitting it in the right spot and, and playing it gently and not overdoing it. And the scraping noise, um, are, are you talking about metal bowls specifically? Those, yeah, those well, the, the metal bowls are are very can be very um, scrapey. <laughs> they can also be amazing. I love the I love all the metal bowls, crystal bowls. Yeah, yeah. I I know I, I've seen people just uh, well. I, I've seen people break crystal bowls too, just because they hit them too hard. Um, because <laughs> it is it's it's not like this impervious material, of course. But man, I. It's it's such it's almost it's it's weird it's like on the other side of of a curtain to me, because traditionally like I, I grew up playing guitar because I saw uh, my brother playing guitar and I was like oh I, I want to play guitar too, and so I that's how I started down my journey, and then picking up the drums and all my my uh, experience with with musical instruments have always been the instruments that. I've always had and had around me. So whenever I, I see and really start connecting to something that I've never had around me, because you, do you remember the first time that you like heard or 
witnessed somebody playing the singing bowls? Like, because for me, it was very recent. I mean, within the last ten years, it wasn't. For me, it was is twenty twelve. Yeah, that was, and yeah. Uh, I re- I remember that it was like this because there were a couple of bowls that weren't in tune together. Together, uh, it was a friend of mine. We were at a big event, and she was kind of playing as people were coming in, and I was like, "What is it?" Like the the sound just like yeah. got. I just like was captivated by it. I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. I, maybe I had heard of singing bowls at the time, but I don't. Re- I don't even remember because that was you know that was eleven years ago. Uh, but I was just like instantly like drawn to them and i went to a an event of her where where she was playing the bowls um shortly after that somewhere around the same time mm. so yeah the first time i heard them it was just you know in passing someone playing bowls kind of off to the side as people were filling in to uh to like a a small auditor- auditorium type of place and um yeah the sound was like Otherworldly, like I something I had never heard before. The way the way the singing bowl just fills a room is is so powerful and magical. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. To have something so small, and it it is compared to what what you could think of sound, uh, something that could generate that much sound to fill a room. Mm. There's no, you know. You're not hooking it up to an amplifier. I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to, um, because all of a sudden that sound will fill a room and it will quiet a room. Oh, it will. Yeah, I've I've done hundreds of events at this point, and um, all my in-person events, I've never used amplification. And you know, I've been in rooms with like 50 people laying down, which is a big room. Granted, reverberant spaces, mm-hmm. but those singing bowls. Nobody complained they couldn't hear. <laughs> Plus, you know, I, I can I can sing pretty loud at times too. Yeah. I'm singing with the bulls, but the that, bulls definitely fill the room. Yeah, that's what I was going to go next because you add that layer of channeling on top of it, um, not even on top of it with it. Uh, it's I think that's that's what blows my mind is your voice, the range. <laughs> that you go from when you can almost almost from a a guttural sound to this high end that weaves in and out of the sound of the the bowl i mean it adds that layer that i've never heard before when it comes to singing bowls (laughs) because everyone else is just like yeah I'm, i'm i got my one bowl or they got like five and they basically they're just playing harmonies on their on the bowls and you're Which like great yeah that's good that's that's fantastic and then you started incorporating more and more i mean not just your voice to incorporate things like binaural beats which i've been a fan of forever because mm. even before learning about what they can do for me i've always had the tones and frequencies and, and things hanging out on <laughs> Back in the old uh, Napster days, there was like old MP3 files of just these things that would help me when I was in college to study. Mm. And I didn't know why. I just had a friend that said, hey, you should listen to these MP3s. And he handed me a zip disk, which is starting to show my age as well here, um, which was 100 megabytes, which was amazing. (laughs) And I had a whole bunch of MP3s on with just different frequencies. 
and I didn't understand what it was. And I asked them why they were like, um, instead of everyone had 128, you know, kilobits a second on their MP3s, just because that was the, you know, nice compact MP3 format. His were like 320, and and some were even like 512. Like these, it's like, well, why why are your MP3 files so big? He's like, just put some headphones on, listen to this while you're studying or doing some work or or drawing or painting or just you'll see. And I was With like, those binaural beats? Yes. Nice. And I was like, sure, whatever. I'm going to do that. And I, I did it. And I put on my old headphones and I, I sat there and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. And then I just, I said, whatever, I'll just start doing what I'm doing. And then I was locked in. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. It's, it did something in here. <laughs> yeah, binaural beats. I, I, I kind of, I discovered those probably shortly after singing bowls um i remember um somehow someone gave me i don't even remember anymore but i i i had a similar thing where i I had a bunch of mp3s and i think they were from the monroe institute Mm. um who i think actually invented binaural beats i i I was gonna say i was like i'm pretty sure they they were different and they were different frequencies and they were said to do different things which i don't i those are long long gone i don't have those anymore so i've i don't remember but yeah and they're they're odd sounding because what you have with a binaural beat is basically two sine waves slightly out of tune with each other hard panned left and right and you have to experience it with headphones and what happens with the binaural beats, if you don't know what it is, is say you have, just to keep it simple, say you have one binaural beat at 100 on the right and 104 hertz on the left, pan hard left and hard right. So there's a four hertz separation. So supposedly, and I feel like it works because they're really potent, what happens is your brain entrains to four hertz brain waves, which would be the theta state. So it just like, just settles you down just like you were talking about you can just put it on and relax into it i have some that i've designed for myself that i use and i also have a lot of music that i layered with binaural beats and i in uh in the uh the curious year of 2020 i i switched that's when i started doing uh, online events and that's when i started adding in binaural beats and synth pads and and other stuff yeah i have to say the online events I was I was almost skeptical at first when uh, a mutual friend of ours, when Christopher said, "Oh, you got to you got to do his online thing." I'm like, I, I mean, I've been in bands before. I I know people. I know people that do live music, and live is the way to experience it. But online, I'm like, oh, with the compression. I was like, how is that going to work? I'm like, and plus, when you're streaming, you know, audio. And I said, hmm, you know what? why sit here and battle with myself trying to see if like oh it's if it's let me just do one and that was you know last year (laughs) just that was my first time doing an online one Mm. and i sat there and i was like holy shit this works (laughs) (laughs) and when (laughs) obviously you know 2020 was an interesting time um as uh (laughs) as we all saw um but how did you say uh, i i <laughs> did you even say like yeah I'm, I'm good i'm just gonna do this as an online event like that's not that's not a a simple <laughs> first of all it's not a simple task 
it's it's just I, I know the audio engineering side to get yeah, I had it. Had a learning curve, or more like a, a learning right angle. <laughs> yeah. Like I have everything, but now I have to put it on this big thing that goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I had I had been doing so many events. Um, I was doing, you know, eight to ten, sometimes twelve events per month uh, oh, wow. for you know with all the singing and all that, which which was a lot because my approach was like you know I I was in a touring rock band, so I was like I used to play five, six, sometimes seven nights a week, I can do 12, 12 events in a month. <laughs> of, of energetic. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah totally yeah. different when it's that, which, which, you know, was great, and I, it definitely did good things for me, but what burned me out was all the driving. Mm. I was driving all over New England, I was based out of uh, just, just around Portland, Maine, and I'd be going to, you know, all over Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, I was all over New England all the time, so I was spending so much time in the car, and I'd I'd go down the coast into into Asheville and Virginia, and, oh, wow. and do that not not regularly. That would be like yeah, that wasn't but... a one day trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> but by the time by the time twenty twenty rolled around, and and I it, the world just kind of like took that option away for me. I was like I was like ready, and I I'd already been thinking about it probably for you know over a year of of trying it online. And I just kind of like, you know, the whole world crashed and I was like riding that wave and just walked up on the beach <laughs> and uh, spent, what happened was a place out of Portland, Maine that I used to do regular events is like a, 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 um, a small chain metaphysical store. Just they have some stores around Maine that not, not like, they're not outside of Maine. Yeah. They, they approached me. They're like, you want to try an online event? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's book it. So I booked it for like one, two or three weeks out, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do. This. I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I had a time frame, and I did it with them because like, I was like, you're going to have to handle all the promotion except all the promoting promotion materials. We can send it to my email list and all that, but like, I mean, I don't even think I told them that I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I was just like, it was just like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do it, and. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time reading manuals and um, trying to get programs to talk together, and I got it to the point where it sounded, it sounded good. Um, you know, I was using like a Logitech webcam, so it was all grainy, mm -hmm. um, and it sounded, but it sounded good enough. I, I, I was already using binaural beats right off, right out of the gate, cause I, I, I believe, because that was like one of the things I always wanted to do, and some synth pads, um, and you know. As time went on, I I bought more gear that was easy easier to use, and I added in more elements and uh, added in samples of my own drums, mm -hmm. uh, frame drums from from um, well, right behind me. If you're yeah. video, <laughs> I was going to say I could see them. <laughs> um, and you know, I just added more and more in, and I I refined the sound more and more, and it's designed for headphones. So when you put on headphones, you're entering into a 3D space. And my online events are completely different from my in-person events because the in-person events I don't use I don't even use a microphone like there's no amplification yeah. um, I'm going to start doing some hybrid events but that's another story like on in-person events where I'm using those elements that's that's the next the that's next goal that I'd like to try nice but, um, but yeah the online my in-person events are completely different but the online events that are designed to have headphones because you have the you have the binaural beats you have the synth pads layered in a way where they are off to the side and um 
all of that going on and I use a stereo microphone so when I play the bowls it actually sounds like you're in the room because you can hear when I'm, when I'm playing a bowl over to the right it sounds like it's a little bit on the right side when I play on the bowl on the left it sounds like it's on the left and when I move around you can actually hear me moving unlike with this microphone yeah. uh, so <laughs> it, it, it definitely uh, creates a three-dimensional space and that took um, you know creating that really it took years to get it dialed in I didn't really get it dialed in until I moved from Maine to Georgia, which I am now, and I have this nice studio, which is sound treated, um, and that makes all the difference in the world when you have a nice, nice flat studio room for for recording or live streaming. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a process, and there were a lot of manuals and probably a fair amount of cussing, <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah, I um, back even before 2020, I I I spent a lot of time on Twitch, and I used to play a lot of video games but it was never like one of those things where oh i'm a, a great i am great at video games watch me and have you know i'll have a big follow <laughs> it was more like because everyone loved hearing my friends and i shoot the shit for you know hours at a time while we played a game poorly and yelled at each <laughs> yeah. other something switched and i got it up in my head to say wait i have all this gear i have tons of cameras I'm going to try to do live photo shoots <laughs> and the the thought to do it is always like yeah obviously yeah that's I know how to I'm a photographer I can do photo shoots perfect I'll figure this out and it it's the process of honing it in that over the year that I first started wanting to do it to the point where I could just get it all set up Mm. the amount of learning that I had to do, I was like, well, why, why did I, this was supposed to be just like a, a side haha fun thing, but I get, I get stubborn with certain things. So I want to see it, try to see it through to the end. I suppose I'm the same way, <laughs> but it, it was, it was such a learning experience because I had to learn, uh, like having multiple cameras hooked up to one computer, it mm. seems simple and multiple before I even, well, I knew from working in radio, I was like, well, I need a mixer and I just didn't want, I, I was like, I'm not going to buy a mixer. So I found software mixers and then combining multiple microphones on one computer, people yeah. just think, Hey, yeah, you just plug them all in. If it's USB, you got USB ports, make it doesn't work like that. It's like once, if you have a USB mic, one of them is going to be on and the other one's just going to sit there. And they're like, wait, how do you get? I was like, you need to have a mixer. You need to have a thing to that you can actually pull all this, all the inputs in. And so <laughs> I can only imagine what you went through. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, and I, I know those struggles really well. Um, multiple cameras, and I started using DSLRs um, mm. at one point when I started. You know, the event started doing well, so I upped my gear. And also the platform you're using is a major help. I'm, I'm literally live streaming the platform that like Austin City Limits uses. So I have the highest quality audio you can possibly get. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So and and when I started, you know, I started um, originally the first event was supposed to be on Zoom. And I realized really quickly that Zoom audio is really, 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 really bad. I could go on for a few more. So. <laughs> For you know, and it's not stereo, and it didn't work with anything at all. So I, I actually originally started by doing my events in Facebook 
private groups because mm. um, we switched in, and did it there. And for like the first year I did that, so I was just live streaming in a Facebook group, probably less than a year. But then I upgraded to what I use now, which, you know, the, all the events take place on my website using this, the streaming service that is extremely high quality, the highest quality audio streaming service that I could find. And, you know, the videos good too, but there was the audio that I had a, had a problem trying to do. And then just um, embed that into my website and it's, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And so of many course, parts. Go, go ahead and plug the website. I know it's going to be in the show notes and everything, but plug it, plug it sure. in loud yes. and proud. <laughs> Soundheels.us, yes. which is my new website. I, I, uh, I just launched that like a month ago. I love that so much. I love when you can find domains that really align with you perfectly. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's that's it. <laughs> I had been kind of like gently looking now and then just searching for names. Because I, I, I originally, I have um, a website called InnerSelfSustain.com, which was my blog going back to 2012. So th there was just years and years of blog posts on there. And when I started doing the sound healing stuff, it just kind of like got thrown onto that. Um, As and I, I, it was like, someday soon I'm gonna I'm gonna create a website just for the sound healing stuff. So you know, yeah. I, I, seven I, years I, later, I got it done. <laughs> I, I find myself doing that a lot. I, I have um, a few um, w <laughs> websites that uh, are just kind of there that I had a lot of content on or I have plans for, but it's just like. I always end up dumping everything on stephanglazer.com. But it's like, mm. I have the the URLs and I will do something with it. I promise. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah, I would always like sit down and just look at look at URLs, um, <laughs> search them out. And, you know, that one, I found that one and I was like, instantly like, all right, that's the one. So then, yeah. then that motivated me. Yeah, that, that was that. I mean, that is a perfect one for you. Soundheels.us. Yes. Super simple. Super Yay. simple. Thank you, Internet. Yes. Uh, I I mean, thank, thank you. I don't know when all that became a thing. Uh, and I've been in that world forever. But once they started to use, well, .us obviously was a, a United States domain. But all the other ones that they started, like .coffee, dot, like now you can just have yeah. words. And you're just like, okay. I don't know when this became a thing, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, um, when you started getting the live streams going, obviously, which if you haven't, you have to go sign up and just, oh, my God. The sound quality, you can tell. I mean, anyone can go on you can go on like Spotify or YouTube and uh, sound quality is like, nah, it's not great. It's good, but it's not great. But during your live events, whether I'm wearing my little cheapy in-ear monitors, which these are, they're like 20 bucks, but I use them for when I'm playing drums or recording a podcast. Or if you have, you know, $200 cans to over ear, the sound quality that comes through, especially on the better headphones, um, <laughs> I felt like I was in the middle of all of it, which cool. is, uh, 
that's a feeling that you normally don't get unless you're getting like a raw audio file. So the fact that you do that streaming is is mind blowing. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's just took a lot of just finding the things that make it work. Yeah, yeah. That well, you found it definitely. <laughs> so twenty twenty. I keep looking back and I'm like twenty twenty was really three years ago, or right, we're almost to twenty twenty four, which is yeah. My mind coming up on four years ago. Yeah, uh, it's it's still like a little like dizzying to think that <laughs> it's moved that fast. But in just the past year alone, since you've gotten to Georgia, what has changed? Cause I feel like everyone that I've talked to, especially in this last year, I don't, it's this big shift. A lot of us have had either internally or externally. What has changed for you that just, it's hard, I, I can't describe it, but I know the, sh the shift is happening and it has been happening, <laughs> but coming here feels like, and everyone getting together, it feels like just a huge shift. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been talking about shifts for years like at all my events i was always talking about shifting energies and and all this stuff and it and it you know it felt like stuff was going on at the time and sometimes i was like you know what a, I, you know without going too deep but getting all this information we're like what am i even talking about and then yeah 2020 hits and i was like i guess i just wasn't talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything shifted and over the course of these years so much has changed the the, the quality of the energy that we're surrounded with totally feels completely different the the speed of time which you briefly alluded to seems like it has sped up drastically and I, um and i've been what i've been talking about for many years is how we are our portion of the galaxy our, sorry our portion of our solar system is has entering into a portion of the uh the galaxy where we're being bombarded with higher frequency energies and when you do that you get higher frequency energies everything physically and energetically does start to speed up um so our perception of time, which is energetic when it comes down to it at the base level anyways, has completely shifted. But also, you know, the resonant frequencies that we're holding, including the resonant frequency of this planet. I don't know if you like follow the Schumann the resonance. The Schumann resonance. Yeah, resonance oh, yeah, yeah. I, you, I'm sure you follow Christopher's stuff. He's always talking about Schumann resonance in the, in the solar flares, completely related to exactly what I was just talking about. But how the, the resonant frequency of this planet keeps like spiking, that is definitely affecting us as well. Um, and I feel like maybe it's spiking so that we're being able to get accustomed to it because maybe if it just shifts and changes, we'd all go crazy and blow ourselves up with nuclear bombs or something. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> um, I feel like we're, we're kind of being edged into it, but it's bringing us up. The resonant frequencies that we hold in our bodies have been, have been slowly rising for some time, and I feel like the past few years, in the past couple of years, in the past year, it's just been coming up. It's just been getting amplified more and more and what comes with that is also the release of the denser energies which is why you see all the the crazy stuff happening in the world not because it's like appearing and it was never there before but it's because it's coming to the surface because when you raise your frequency up like that those denser energies start to come to the surface like like oil and water mm -hmm. so we have all of these things that have been kind of lurking in the shadows coming out front and center and you know that is 
exactly what's been going on this year and last year and the year before. All yeah. of yeah. Yeah, I I think I think that really it drives home the fact that the shift has been happening and the way it's been happening it I I I liken it to um we're more not susceptible but more sensitive to it is the word I'm looking for and I think that's why we've had such big changes in in the past few years it just mm-hmm. even on an individual basis yeah and as we're continuing to move through especially cuz you know this year's is just about over now there's only 3 months left in the year which sounds weird to say because I know it felt like I was like all right I'm getting ready to go to New Mexico at the beginning of the year and then here we are 9 months later it's like how did we get here? <laughs> I, I was just in New Mexico not that long ago, but it was the time is just doing what it does now while we're in fluctuation like this. Uh, but what I was getting at was there's a lot of us that are very sensitive to this and that we feel these spikes coming, especially with the, the Schumann residents like that. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, I always laugh because you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Follow Christopher when he's talking about the the all the M class flares coming and all all the crazy stuff happening in our atmosphere and just it's mind blowing. I almost don't even need to follow him because it happens and you know you know my wife Nina is like, man, I I don't know what's going on today. I'm like, me too. I just I'm feeling like agitated and there's weirdness and I feel it like. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, there'll be a post from Christopher <laughs> talking about huge spike. I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. That makes sense. That's what that was. Yeah, I mean, oh. <laughs> we're we're all feeling it. Some of us just are paying attention to and have a bit of an understanding of what's actually going on. But yeah, it it can definitely it can definitely uh, take you down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it can. <laughs> There was a, a couple of times just in the past week where I was just like, whoa, what is going? Sure enough, it's what was happening, um, which, you know, it kind of brings me to uh, a point of, of saying like, it's important to know these feelings, because when you are feeling this way, it's not just because you're having a bad day or something. I mean, yeah, you can have bad days. People will have bad days, but you got to look a little deeper sometimes and understand there's a lot more happening than just, you know, somebody screwed up your Starbucks order. Yeah. It's a lot deeper than that. Sometimes it's everyone's going through a shift and like you just caught it at the wrong time. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, utilize the tools that are available to you, you know, like meditation or binaural beats or sound healing or uh, stillness or, whatever figure out what works for you and it that's you know i i am an avid daily meditator for well over a decade i you know of course i miss days and when i do i especially if i miss a few days i can really feel a difference yeah. you know and how how the sh- the shifting energies and the anxiety of that hits me it hits me a, a lot stronger when i'm when i'm not taking the time to do that and 
you know, I I have had a very um, good practice since about 2012, where every morning I, I sit for quite a while, and then in the afternoon I meditate again, and that's that's extremely helpful. You know, it also I I've been doing it for so long; it's I I love it so. Yeah, well, I, I talk to everyone that does meditate, and that's a daily practice for me. Actually, move my little camera here. My little meditation corner is with the guitars. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, I I didn't mean for that to be like a meditation corner because I, I can meditate anywhere. But that is my, my ritual corner. So I will sit down there and I'll kind of I'll light a candle, I have incense, and then I just go into my state depending on what it is if I'm doing like uh, uh, either my mala meditation or if I do one of my Joe Dispenza meditation whatever level of meditation I'm doing even if it's like oh I only got five minutes let me just focus on my breath for five minutes and just be here Um, that practice every day and it's not even even I was told a million times oh it's great for ADHD I was like no it's just great for for people (laughs) Yeah. People need to meditate. It's it's it is life altering and you don't have to do much. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. That's the best part. Like <laughs> sometimes that that can be the hardest part too. Yeah. Yeah, I well I and it I, is I, a practice. It, it is, is a practice. And I, I when I first when I first started meditating regularly, I took a uh a class um it's the it was the same exact thing as transcendental med- meditation. Except the, except the transcendental meditation was taken and trademarked, but it was the same exact thing. And the person that, that I studied with actually learned it from the person in India. But the transcendental meditation is the same, so it's identical. I, um, and it was effective, you know, just a simple mantra meditation. But I, I definitely use, um, I use that less and less these days. I definitely, you know, just stillness and breath, and then guided meditations when I, when I need them are, are really potent. Yeah, guided meditations are always nice. Um, for me, like uh, I, I'm a big fan of, of people go, oh, you know, doing breath work is great, which it is. Um, mm-hmm. in, like doing stuff like that, diaphragmic breath, not even like going all the way in with holotropic breathing, but box breath, the, mm-hmm. the four in, hold it, four out. You know, if it's a four, 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 four. It's so simple. And people are like, wow, this is great. I'm like, yeah, it can help you get into a meditative state, lowers your heart rate, it calms down anxiety. It does so much for you. And people are like, this is this is so zen. I was like, yeah, it was developed by a Navy SEAL to help calm down in combat situations. Yeah. And they stopped. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, but how well does it work? That's the important thing. They were using it for that. We can use it to start our day to really focus in on the now the present moment with that breath and focusing on that breath holding it for four breathing in for four letting it go for four holding it for four and just going back and forth and i'm like that's sometimes it's as simple as that Mm -hmm. and yeah box breath is a potent one i use that it's so and it's so beneficial like i um you know in april nina and i for our 10-year anniversary we went to a Joe Dispenza retreat, which a lot of people go, you didn't go to Hawaii or like some big <laughs> destination. I'm like, well, we thought about it, but we weren't feeling it. But we loved his books. I mean, his book of 
learning about you know, you know ch- changing uh, the. I am horrible with the titles of books, but was changing the habit of being yourself, being the... Yeah, I think that's the one. I have Becoming Supernatural. That's yeah, the only one I have. I have, I have I that one. The, changing the habit of, be, of, being, of yourself. being yourself. Yeah, because that was like a... A lot of people recommended that after I was diagnosed. They're like, you should read this. I was like, okay. Reading's not my thing, but I will give it a shot. And then I did the audio book because that's a bit easier for me. And... I started going through his meditations. I was like, how am I going to get through any of these? Because for, for me to like sit still and go through even a guided meditation, I would get off the path so much. And then as time goes on, because it is a practice, you know, we found ourselves at a retreat where we're doing, you know, 20, 30 hour long meditations multiple times a day oh and yeah and when you're doing it in a group it, it's even more potent oh Sorry it is cut off your story but it is no no it, it is uh it is a different feeling altogether because from years of doing it alone you know in my space doing my own thing and then i think he had just shy of he's either two thousand or three thousand people in this huge auditorium and we <laughs> We'd get through these meditations like nothing. Like it would just go right through. You were just like, you'd come out of it, he'd bring you out of it, and you're like, wait, that was an hour? And our our big one, the big one that he does is his pineal gland meditation, which is a really deep meditation. And you have to get up really early. It starts around 4.30 in the morning. And you're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to just let myself go and get into this so we were getting into it and before he knew it I'm experiencing things that I only experienced on DMT and I was mind blown by that seeing the geometric patterns falling deeper into these this void of nothing which had everything and I was like okay this is mind blowing and then I heard him (laughs) say come back I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess we're coming out of it now. And I got up, and I was like, wow. And the lady next to me, she's like, that was crazy. She's like, and Joe Dispenza goes, all right, everyone. Uh, hope you're all ready for breakfast. I was like, well, yeah, I can't wait for breakfast. Probably got another hour or two. And he's like, because it's um, 10 o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> we've been here for five hours? Holy crap. <laughs> and I was like, we... That was five hours, and it maybe felt like a good like twenty minutes. And I, I sat there with that feeling inside me for the rest of the day, just like I can do this because I practice at it, small five minute chunks at a time, even like five second chunks at a time when I first tried to meditate. Mm. <laughs> and it's it is a powerful tool that you just you kind of need as a daily. It's a daily reminder to to be there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and sound can do a very similar thing. I, I When I first started, um, before I had the singing bowls, I, I had a, uh, a tuning fork set, which I still have, and I was given a practice of working with the tuning forks of, of really just letting go into the sound. Um, and I've had similar experiences, like the DMT-type experiences. I've never done DMT, but geometric patterns and 
just going really, really deep just by using tuning forks. Never mind when I got the bowls and started singing with the bowls, you know, that travel into different dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, like coming back and being like, all right, it's been like 20 minutes and it's been three hours of, of singing and playing the bowls. I've, I've had all, all those experiences, especially when I first got the bowls. And that's why I always, always, always have to have a clock if I have to be somewhere, one. But if I'm doing an event, like I will have, I have zero, I have no idea what time it is. I remember, uh, so I have a clock like right in my setup. My setup's over there, I'm pointing. Not you can see it. Not that you can see it. Um, I have a clock right in my setup. But there was one time I was doing sound for um, like an online event, someone else's online event. And the start time was weird. I was supposed to start at like, we'll just say like 3.30. And I don't know what time I ended up starting. And like, I was like, all right, so how long am I supposed to go? And it was like, okay. And then, you know, five minutes in or however long it was, I was like, I forgot what time I started. I was like, I have no idea if I've been doing, I don't know what time I started. I don't know what time I was supposed to end. I have no idea if I've, I've been doing this for five minutes, 20 minutes. I was like, I, I, and so I think it was supposed to be like 15 minutes or something like that. And it, I ended up going like 38 minutes and I felt so bad like because <laughs> it's like I had no idea what time it started. And at some point I snapped back in and like realized I didn't know where I was or how far I'd been going. But yeah, same, same kind of thing. That's why I, I, I keep a well, I mean, I did have my big old clock right in my setup because I've always done that um, ever since the early days of, of losing time. But yeah. It's a, and it's a beautiful feeling, but it's it's no fun when someone's caught. Like <laughs> I would feel so awkward in that situation only because like I wouldn't want you to stop even if you were supposed to. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, it was it was what it was, and they they never they never complained. But yeah, I mean, how could how could you complain about that? Be like, oh, please stop making this amazing sound that feels I could feel it in every cell in my body. Stop yeah. doing this, please. I don't. I don't want to feel that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I kind of uh, always go back to because uh, 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 becoming light is one of your albums. Actually, I still I have like in my get creative playlist, which I always love. Like when I need something to just take me to that spot. It's like that it's like right next to source right next to creativity so it gets me there so i can just like reach over and touch it and i go oh yeah and i can't recommend it enough to people only because i need other people to feel it. and I, once people listen to it and they this is the the best ringing endorsement for for if you never heard anything that ben has done I sent it to a friend who, not in any sort of metaphysical world, doesn't do anything, has no belief system whatsoever, sent a clip. <laughs> and she went, I thought this was going to be bullshit, but I've listened to this about a hundred times now, and I can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that an album clip or a live clip? It was, a, it was an album clip. Nice. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, this is, this is, I'm like, he hears all of his social scene. Go follow. Like, that, that album 
came all of the melodies in that album came from live events things that, over the hundreds of live events I did just recurring melodies oh, and wow. I took them and built them into tracks and you know I w that was before I was doing online events so that was when I first started playing around with layering stuff actually I, before I was doing online events I, I did another voice another album called multi-dimensional voice so I was doing this the same thing but yeah I'm really proud of that album yeah. and it was also so much work to get it perfect and to get it like because I did it all myself including recording mixing mixing and mastering oh, wow. to get it it was so much work to get it sounding good enough to like put out on the level I wanted it to put out that I haven't started a follow-up it's been <laughs> it's been it'll be four years this fall which is which is sad because I really need to get a new album going but that album did really well like it debuted at, in the top 10 on the new age billboard chart and got airplay all over the world. Um, well, it, 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 and it, I love when it, what's strange for me is because I, for my musical taste, I, I'm, I dip my toes everywhere, but obviously I, I have my core that I grew up with, with the eighties metal and, and all that fun stuff. And the nineties was all about punk rock and New York hardcore music. And, and, but then coming into a lot of the new age music where there's a lot of like spiritual music and there's a lot of this beautiful uh, a lot of chanting a lot of channeling a lot of this just beautiful sounds and vibrations what I love is running into it in the wild mm. I'll be if I go out to like a, a shop or if I go to an event and then all of a sudden I hear perfect example was when we were in Sedona I was in one of the shops and I heard your voice and I'm like cool <laughs> and I just did like one of those like is that that's Ben I'm like what's going on here and as creepy as as it is my phone's just like yes this is Ben Carroll I'm like I know I know it's Ben Carroll like it's kind of weird please <laughs> But I was like, you know what? It's supposed to be playing right now because I needed to hear it. So that's perfect. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it, it got like um, got a lot of airplay on like Sirius XM spot. Could have been that, but there's a lot of other, a lot of other. I had the number one most played on that song song on that for months in, in a row, which was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, as a musician, and it doesn't even matter what type of genre. Just, you always have to applaud when another musician's like, yeah, I. I I did the thing like every yeah. musician's like and that one you know that one's like like my child because I did it all myself like I, I have a lot of albums out like I don't even know how many 25 plus albums a lot um, yeah. and most of those are not relaxing at all because <laughs> I, 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 I played in a in a metal band but yep. um, yeah that one I I had done other albums all you know I'd mixed my own albums before but you know i only got to a certain point and i was like yeah good enough and with that one i was like i spent a long time like taking courses and learning and i really wanted to do it myself and i you know i, I feel like i pulled it off yeah I, mean, you... I, I burnt myself out so much from, for recording that i haven't done a new one <laughs> well well um, besides that point yeah, you really did pull it off because to get that feeling every time every time i listen to it it shows the the amount of work that you put into it and the fact is you did it all yourself you didn't have like yeah we got the studio behind you we got we brought in butch vig to help <laughs> no you it was like this was 
by Ben Carroll with production with Ben Carroll and editing by Ben Carroll. And it's just like down, it's just one name down the list. Yeah, except for the artwork that was done by uh, someone named Walter Craven. He's he's a friend of mine. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe the next time I'll bring some other people in so I won't burn myself out. Um, but I mean, it also, I also went from, cause that came out in October of 2019. And my plan was to, um, to really push that album, get it to chart. That was my goal. And it happened, which was awesome. And then I was like, then I'm going to steamroll that into doing a bunch of, a lot of retreats mm-hmm. and like then... staying in one place for several days instead of driving all over the place. Yeah. And obviously, you know, October, 2019 led us very quickly into 20. 2020 and that was completely off the table um, yeah no, no more retreats in person but then i started you yeah. know doing all the online streaming stuff so that was where my focus was it wasn't it wasn't just the the soul crushing amount of work i put into it <laughs> it wasn't soul crushing i'm kidding no it was soul enriching so. <laughs> yeah, soul enriching but um but so yeah you said- actually speaking of that i just booked a retreat Janine, uh, my partner Janine and I, who you know, Janine, mm-hmm. we are uh, doing our first ever retreat together. So that's actually finding, finally coming into fruition. I was four just going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you said retreats. I was like, well, retreats are back on the table now. If if those out there have not been to one, you probably should. <laughs> so the retreat that you have coming up, like, is it's going to be how 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 many days are you looking at doing? Uh, three days, two nights. Nice. The weekend of eleven eleven. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So the the tenth through the twelfth, it, it just lined up perfectly. It just presented itself, and I even tried to ignore it for a little while. So that's why we just launched it officially. Actually, officially today when we're recording this podcast. Um, awesome. And I got the idea of doing it like two months ago and, and procrastinated. Sometimes I can be an excellent procrastinator. Look at the fact <laughs> that I haven't released an album in four years. <laughs> I think all of that's going to be changing, especially you're going to get the, you're going to do this retreat. I know, and you've been doing, you know, retreats uh, with Christopher with the local ones. Uh, Unfortunately, it's funny, all the local retreats that Christopher has done, I I have, I haven't gone to. (laughs) It's Mm. every time that he has a a local retreat, it's like uh, either I'm not here or I'm just like, uh, what didn't feel called to it. And every single time it's been the one that you would be at, which I would, oh, I would always like kind of yeah, like laugh at. <laughs> I have, I haven't done it besides Christopher's retreats, which I've done a few at this point since I moved to Georgia, um, 14 or 15 months ago, I haven't done any in-person events, you know, because so what happened was I went from traveling all over doing all these events. And then I realized you know, I, I, I had, I had garnered a, a very decent social media following, and I realized that I could make enough money to survive comfortably doing two live streaming events per month instead of instead of eight to twelve in-person events per month. Um, and those, don't get me wrong, it's not like I just sit down and plug in and, and stream <laughs> yeah. the event. There's a lot of work that goes into that. All the all the promotion, all the again, talk about doing everything and probably needing someone else and just not being so much of a control freak, but all the graphic design, all the web design, all the words, all everything I end up doing myself. Yeah. Uh, and a lot goes into every single event. But yeah. Um, so that, like the next and those are going to continue happening because I absolutely love 
those, um, just being able to utilize all those elements. But the next, you know, I'm really excited to actually get back into doing retreats, doing my first retreat because I've never done one before. I've facilitated at other people's events dozens of times all over the place, but I've, this is the first time there is a, uh, a, a, a Ben centrifugal force in the whole retreat. The uh, Ben centric is what I meant. <laughs> but Janine's going to teach a little yoga and uh, she's going to be um, making amazing food because she does that. Oh, that's that's awesome. I, I, you know what's funny about that? I'm going to have to see what's going on in November. Because <laughs> I feel like so much is going on because I know like Christopher and I know, you know, my wife Nina and a few other there, I believe they're going to be in Mount Shasta in oh Cal yeah yeah in yeah California I just I'm horrible with dates and that's been my curse my entire life like I, I know that's sometime in November because I was looking at that you no know, and it's one of those things where I'm like I have to look at the calendar and see what's happening here um, <laughs> because I feel like a retreat like that is so it's so in tune with what I love so it's like <laughs> So I, I, I'm definitely gonna have to look at my calendar. <laughs> sure, no pressure. I'm not trying to sell it to you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to. That's <laughs> but the, I'm excited. Yeah, that's I'm a great thing. Is you don't have to sell it because to I'm be with, sold. Uh, to be with the same group of people for for three days. Yeah, I, it it is. If and it's gonna be the, small. Yeah, if anyone out there has never done any sort of retreat, whether it's something as simple as like a meditation retreat, sound healing, or, you know, even deeper, like plant medicine retreats, ayahuasca retreats, all that stuff. There is something that happens at every retreat that you can't manufacture no matter what, because being with those people for three days, you connect with them, even if you're not an extrovert even if you're not a social person you will open up and connect with them because i'm not uh, i like to be a social butterfly in some regards but i'm very introverted and i'm very guarded of my emotions and my feelings and those are the only spaces that i've been in where i can just open up and talk freely and be vulnerable and not be afraid of whatever the outside world normally can project. So finding any type of retreat, especially uh, when you feel that calling, when you feel it inside, you're like, well, I need, I need to go to that. That's there's like that pull towards it. It's like, you have to answer that, that call. You have to go to it. Um, especially, you know, on 11, 11, <laughs> that's a perfect date. I don't know how you would, <laughs> I don't know how else you would ignore that. It's like, well, that weekend, you know, it's, it's right there. Yeah, I was like, uh, maybe we'll just wait till next year, like do it January. But no, that's happening. We got we got the place booked, and yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And before we wrap up here, I, I once again, I kind of is everything going to be up on your website? Uh, yep, sound heals us. Sound right. us. Yeah, and of course that's going to be in the show notes. But before we really wrap up, I want to know. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but we have 
a retreat coming up. You haven't done an album for years. What does the future hold for Ben Carroll? Um, well, I, I definitely see myself, um, it depends on the level of the future, but I definitely want to start doing more retreats, getting back up to the Northeast to do a retreat up there at some point, um, more of that. But ultimately, the goal is, when you're, we're speaking a little bit longer term, is, is getting a home base type place for Janine and I where we can hold retreats in our own space. Um, as well as, you know, traveling to spaces like Bali and Belize and Hawaii. That, yeah. That's on the table. Once I figure out how to get the bowls there, because they don't fly so well. I, yeah. I've never flown with my singing bowls, and I don't think I would, because no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, singing, I, I just thought about that, putting them on a plane and letting them up to chance. Yeah, that... all the places I've been and done events, is I've, I've uh, had to drive. Yeah, well, I would, I would too. Um, I've traveled with, you know, my guitars before, and they were my carry-on items. <laughs> yeah, back in the in the touring days, we used to do a fair amount of fly dates, and always have to check the guitars. They always survived. Oof. Never had any. I I, I have the was SK eight skate. Uh, they're big, huge, hard shell cases with insulation and then a locking mechanism inside as well to make sure nothing moves so the necks and and, and nice. the heads don't get snapped off and while they're thrown around by baggage claim yeah i i used to and i was wasn't even in a touring band it's just like whenever i went someplace and i wanted to bring my guitar i was like i i want to bring it and i am allowed one check bag that's going to be my one check bag <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future because your future, your the one that's a little further ahead. I, there's something about it that is calling to quite a few of us here in Georgia. Mm. Um, I know it's calling to Nina and I. I know Christopher keeps talking about it. It's, yeah, it's, uh, something's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's interesting that you know we landed here because. I landed in Maine, and I was I was only supposed to be there for like six months. That was the plan. Um, was there for ten years, and I did a lot, a lot, a lot of sound work there. Built, worked with a community that was together for a while, just doing a lot of intentional work towards creating shifts. And I was like, I, 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 you know, I, I felt like I kept trying to leave, and I couldn't leave. And then finally, you know, I was able to leave, and and. This area, Atlanta, um, North Georgia, was not even on the radar, um, but this is where we ended up. So this is where we are, and yeah, meeting meeting amazing people. So it it's uh, so now now we're here to do the same kind of thing, I suppose. Yeah, I, I feel like all it's, this getting together. I feel like it's happening, um, yeah. which I love. Ben, uh, I can't thank you enough for popping on and chatting today, just because. I enjoy a good conversation about everything. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, once again, before we do uh, hang it all up for today, uh, go ahead and plug everything. Yeah, not just the website, social, where where they can contact you, where they can find things. Sure. Yeah. Um, again, soundheals.us, my website, 
it's a portal to everything. Um, the retreat, the live streaming events. Um, I also have um, a subscription platform for the live streaming events where you get a couple different um, calls per month. One of them is a group toning call, which is super, super cool. And then a royalty-free library and all that. That's on the website. And um, and I also I also teach. I still teach guitar, which is only a small thing of what I do now. I teach a lot of voice and sound healing these days, which which I absolutely That's love awesome. doing. So I'm, I'm mentoring people in doing um, not what I do, but awakening what they want to do for themselves, but starting to unlock voices and work with sound healing in that kind of way. And I love doing that work. That's... I've always been a teacher. Like I said, I've been teaching guitar 29 years. That's that once a teacher, always a teacher. There's, it's, in you. it's in started you. Started when I was 17. Wow, that's that's rad. That because that's it's it was in you the whole time. But now you're really striking it with what's resonating with you, which I love. That's a it's a it's a beautiful story too because it shows you that that arc of like look guitar. I'm in, a, I'm in a metal band. Look at all this <laughs> stuff. And then the shift. And now where you're going, it's just like, I, it's it's mind-blowing to me because it's a beautiful thing. And I love seeing beautiful things like that happen. But uh, once again, Ben, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was, it was totally awesome to be here, Stefan. Uh, we met, just really quick to wrap it up, we met at a friend's house and we literally talked for like four hours and then you're like oh you got a podcast we could probably pull off an hour yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally just, you, the whole time it's just you and i hanging out talking yeah uh, well, that's that's a gift i have <laughs> and it was like a just like totally easy conversation so yeah i'm i was excited to do this because i knew it would be super easy and a joy so thank you for having me oh no problem anytime and until next episode guys <laughs>